0: Now let's bring him in right now. Good morning, Curtis. He's uh, walking in as we speak. By the way, Mike oh. Pence, Mike Pence yesterday endorsed uh, Lee Zeldin, uh, the former vice president. Curtis just sat in his seat. So there you go, Bernard. You can introduce him now.
1: Thank you, uh, Sid Rosenberg. Uh, Curtis Lee, welcome to the Bernie and Sid show in studio. Thanks for coming in.
0: No, no,
2: I'm, I'm very upset with the two of you. I, I, I know, Bernie, you want to go in one direction, but I have to set the record straight. Go. On a day in which we have lifeguard shortages all across America. Robert Moses State Park, uh, the Rockaways. (laughs) Don't you realize that our commander-in-chief, his claim to fame was, remember, he went into Wilmington, Delaware when going to college. He wanted to learn about the black community. What did he become? A lifeguard. That's true. And remember, he took on... The infamous Corn Pop. Who could forget? Who oh, was I, I, waiting for him in the parking lot with a straight-edge razor, and Joe Biden had a chain around his arm, was ready to get down and dirty, and they become lifelong friends. And then, remember, the little boys and girls in the pool would <laughs> that, rub his right. legs. I got hairy d- legs. That's right. And sit on his lap as he <laughs> yes. sat in the lifeguard chair. 1962. Why is our president on the beach right now not advocating that Americans do their duty and become lifeguards? Well said. Yeah. Well you're right. Said you're, right.
1: Yeah. you're Depriving uh, America from swimming in the ocean and uh, having fun.
2: I'm sorry. Hey. I'm sorry. But remember, that was the one thing all the macho maniacal guys wanted to be. Remember, because that's where all the girls would flock, even when they had that stupid white paste on their yeah. nose. Yeah. Yeah. Remember? But it still hey,
1: is. I mean, take it easy. I was a lifeguard. Yeah,
2: Bernie was. I that's was what a c- I'm saying. Certified
1: Red Cross yeah. lifeguard. What do I mean that's what you're saying.
2: No, no, I'm saying this,
1: the
0: girls would flock to you, right? Real men.
1: Yeah. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, well, that uh, that, that was a uh, lifeguard or not. I mean, that was the case. Uh, they couldn't help. Them. They were only human. All right. Come on.
0: What do you want from them?
2: He's gorgeous, Bernie. No, no, and
0: Sam, I'm advocating.
2: advocate. Hey, Bernie, you, know, you need to become the poster job. Listen,
0: you know, I took a walk to the beach a couple days ago, and, and, and I've been on the beach a million times now, but I had to take notice again. There's a million lifeguard stands. They're like a couple of feet away from each other. There's listen, a ton of younger-looking girls there are, a couple of young guys too, but they're like a couple of feet away from each other.
1: When like, I was a lifeguard, listen to this, when I was a lifeguard, uh, we, they, they were making the transition from the tidy, uh, the, the, you know, the real tight bathing suits that, that, that expose everything on you to shorts. I got there one. they were still, still tight. Uh, they were orange-tight uniforms, and everything was shown. You were exposed. You're walking around. I, I, in my case, it was Tibbets Brook Park, the huge pool. I think Curtis, you know it. It was like a block long. This pool, anyway. We 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 had to walk around the pool, and uh, everywhere you went, you walked around with your little bathing suit on, and you were completely exposed. And it was you, know, you had to get used to it after a while. You were like naked for God's sake. I know,
2: but come on, Bertie, you liked it. Come on, you liked it, well, right? Well, kind
1: of in retrospect. Uh, but then they, I was there when they segued to the shorts. And I felt a little more comfortable wearing the shorts. Not that I was, uh, you know, short on anything. It's just, you know, give me a break. I don't well, want to, at can 10 I o'clock in the morning, i Can I'm I take around. a
2: moment to salute you, Bernard McGurk, because there's such a dearth of lifeguards. They're raising their pay. They can't find them. You are a true American hero. You Thank led you. the way. Maybe you can Thank recruit you. a whole new generation of lifeguards.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Curtis. You're right. I, I will get on that because I, I was not keenly aware of this lifeguard shortage, but... We brought you in to talk about the uh, gubernatorial race yes, and uh, the the implosion of the Zeldin campaign, I think, is what you're reveling in. Uh, First of all, in all transparency, tell us who you're supporting and then tell us about this uh, implosion.
2: Well, I'm uh, supporting Andrew Giuliani and have been from day one along with his father. I was with him last night at the Metropolitan Club uh, where they uh, just went uh, just over the top in support of him. And I think uh, the common denominator is most people were in support of Congressman Lee Zeldin. I've known Lee Zeldin for years. I know, uh, Bernard, you have, and I know, obviously, Sid, you have. But as soon as he got out into this campaign, he's gone through a transition. I don't recognize the guy. Uh, In the first debate, the second debate, he had a meltdown. He's battling with Harry Wilson and uh, Rob Astorino like three scorpions in a brandy glass. And then I had an opportunity to go up to Rotchester I call it Rotchester. Yeah, that's yeah, funny. What, a, what a dump. It is horrible. I mean, the entire place is in decline. Uh, highest murder rate in the state, highest carjacking rate. And so all four of the guys were on the stage. Finally, they let Andrew Giuliani on the stage, Newsmax, because he had been put in that Hollywood Squares box uh, in the first two debates. And they were having a spirited conversation. And then it got a little contentious. And uh, Harry Wilson uh, went at uh, Lee Zeldin back and forth and then Rob Astorino. And then he took shots at Andrew back and forth. But then he had a complete meltdown at the end. Simple question uh, from uh, Eric Boulding. If you happen to lose, will you support the winner of the GOP primary? Uh, so Harry Wilson, of course, Andrew Giuliani, naturally, Rob Astorino. I've been there before,
0: of course. Oh, the, before Rob said, yes, he did take a shot at Lee Zeldin. Yeah, of course. Right <laughs> then and there, another one. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but it was a jab. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. a jam. It yeah. wasn't a right hook yeah, or a yeah, left hook. Yeah.
2: And then all of a sudden, Lee Zeldin was like fumbling and stumbling. He couldn't. Answer the
1: question. He didn't say yes.
2: No, it, it took him like for almost two minutes yeah. before finally he said yes. He did say yes, but it, okay. it took a long oh, time. My. And and, yeah. and that is uh it, now people who were booing, uh, his people. He had quite a few people in the audience. who was a packed audience. Uh, you could see they were their heads were down. They were a bit ashamed on the way out. They they were I knew a lot of these people. They supported me in the mayoral campaign here in sure. the city of New York. And they said, I don't know what's come over. Lee, he just had a complete meltdown. And then yesterday, being endorsed by Pence. Yes. Pence uh-huh. at the New York Athletic Club, a guy who claims, oh, he's loyal to Donald Trump. I'm saying the only real Trumper in this campaign, obviously, is Andrew Giuliani. So why hasn't he gotten the endorsement from Trump? Don't know. No, no, obviously. I'm not privy to that. Right, uh, as you right. know, I'm not an insider I mean, with a Donald weird. Trump.
0: I understand that Trump likes Lee Zeldin. I get all that. Um, and, uh, and Rob Astorino was just with Donald Trump literally uh, last week with Elise Stefanik at Trump's golf course. But there's no question the Giuliani's are very close to Trump. Why wouldn't he just endorse Andrew? Um, possibly. May well happen.
2: I don't think anybody expected Pence to be endorsing Lee Zeldin. Again, does that make sense? That in a state like New York, where you have so many supporters of Donald Trump in the Republican Party, that you have Vice President Pence come in, former Vice President Pence, who really has no pull amongst Republicans here. To me, it just seems in the final waning days of this campaign, Lee Zeldin is coming unglued. Now, Langworthy is in charge of the state GOP. He wasn't at the debate. He's right there in Buffalo. He's running for Congress against Carl Balladino. Yeah. Why would you all of a sudden, as the state GOP chairman, disappear? (laughs) Maybe he's hedging his bet. He knows if Andrew Giuliani wins the GOP primary, you know Rudy is going to say, it's time we settle all scores, Langworthy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you better look for a new job hanging (laughs) wallpaper.
1: You know, I don't think he's doing a great job to begin with, uh, honestly. He's not aggressive enough. I don't see him anywhere. I don't see anything, any any initiatives, uh, anything from Nick Langworthy and the Republican Party in this state. Uh, So uh, he should – I I think he should disappear. But uh, Curtis Lewis. so this implosion on the part of the Zeldin campaign, you sent me this uh, Empire report, and they listed four things. I mean, everybody's all over it. It's no secret, right? This this is out in the open.
2: Yeah, and I think uh, the choice of having Pence endorse you at this point is a mistake. I I don't know who's giving Lee Zeldin guidance. Uh, It just seems he's become uh, uh, in control of all the consultants. You know, consultants get involved in campaigns, and they can spin you like a top. And this is not the Lee Zeldin that I knew, that I think any of you guys knew. Uh, He was affable, he was cool, calm, and collected. Now he's like so high strung. He's very high strung. If you say, Lee, Lee, what, what?
0: No, I I agree with you. And and, um, in fact, he sent me a text about 37 minutes before the debate the other night in Rochester about that Emerson poll. And I'm like, Lee, you've got work to do in 37 minutes. Make this work for you. That's great. But why are you busy texting somebody 37 minutes before the debate? He's so he's so nervous. And he's so, like you said, on edge about what everybody's saying about him. He really and, cares, by the way, about what people say about him.
2: Uh, as I told you, you said the Emerson poll before the mayoral primary with remember that guy named Fernando Mateo that I crushed. Yeah, nobody's heard from uh, since they had me up by six points and he was trending up. I crushed him by 30 points. <laughs> so there are a lot of good polls out there and there are a lot of polls out there. They've been wrong time and time again. This Emerson poll was so hopelessly wrong in the mayoral campaign. Well,
0: here's the beauty. We'll know in five days. That's it. It's over. Three debates are over. The back and forth, all the guys. And this is the best part. This
2: is the best part, Bernard and Sid, for all the contentious back and forth. Whoever wins... We're all behind them because we got to take out Agreed. Crime Wave, Kathy, Hokum. Remember, it's Hokum because <laughs> right. she's full yeah. of nonsense. <laughs> we hey, will Curtis. support whoever wins the Republican primary. Yeah. Agreed. The,
1: the, well said. The man who should be mayor, Curtis Lee on the Bernie and Titchell. Curtis, thanks for coming in and, uh, for a yes. few minutes and giving you so, uh, some insight into this race. Curtis Lee ladies and gentlemen.